memories from your childhood? Um, a lot of my memories revolve around the building where we lived. <clears throat> Do you want to, can you see if the volume level is okay? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, we lived at, at a building called 442 West Wellington. And it was, um, I guess you'd call it a high rise. It wasn't huge, but it was 12 stories. Mm -hmm. And it only had two apartments per floor. Hmm. So these were really big apartments. Yeah. Um, they were about 5,000 square feet, hmm. which is kind of enormous for an yeah. apartment. Uh, and it had a big, long hallway. Um, so uh, I learned to ride a bike in the hallway of this hmm. apartment. But it was, um, it was a really nice home. Um, we lived there well, my parents moved in just before I was born. Hmm. So it was the only uh, place I ever knew to grow up in. Um, we had um, you know, some neighbors. I was very good friends with the son of the building uh, maintenance guy. Uh, his name was Bobby Fire. Uh, we used to just hang out all the time. As opposed to your lifestyle, where you're online all the time, there wasn't any online. Yeah. So uh, we hung out uh, in the neighborhood and we would just ride our bikes around the neighborhood. Uh, getting as much trouble as we could, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a lot of outside activity. Cool. So. Um, what is your most memorable memory from when you were young? <sighs> the, um, well, when I was about 15, I ran away from home. <laughs> Um, I had been doing math homework and at the time um, I had switched schools. I was going to a private school mm -hmm. and I had a really intensive math program hmm. and I was just frustrated with it. Um, and at the time it's, it struck me that I'd be happier working somewhere than I would be going to school. Um, and so I set off to go to Florida. Hmm. Um, this oh. was not a very well thought out plan. <laughs> but, um, so I took my mother's car and set off. Um, I didn't have uh, very much of a plan at all, but I knew I had to go east. Mm -hmm. And we had used the Indiana Toll Road 
to go east before, so I figured that was the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, so I took the car. Now, I didn't have a driver's license at the time, so this was not well thought out either. Mm -hmm. But um, I did have some experience driving. So I set off, and um, I got through the city, and I got onto the toll road, um, and then uh, one of my tires went bad, hmm. and I stopped at the uh, gas service station on the toll road. Mm -hmm. It changed, it changed the tire, but it cost all the money I had uh. with so now I was on the toll road, and I didn't have any money. So this was not a good situation. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would get off the toll road and use the free roads. So I did that, and then I was going on. I still needed money for gas and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I saw a guy hitchhiking, and I said, well, maybe, I said to myself, maybe he'll have some money and we can share the expenses. So I stopped him and picked him up. Um, as it turns out, he had just recently been released from a mental institution. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't have much money. Um, but... Uh, had a huge bag full of pills. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're driving along this back road, and it's getting to be dusk. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a cop in front of us. And I am pretty nervous about the idea of driving around a cop. Uh, and he's going fairly slow. Hmm. So I figure I'll just pass him nice and easy and we'll be on our way. Mm -hmm. So I started to pass him, but it turned out that I was passing him on where there was a yellow line mm -hmm. and it was kind of a curve and it was a no, it was a no passing zone. So as soon as I got past him, he flips on his lights. Aww. And uh, I go, well, I'll just outrun this guy. <laughs> <clears throat> so I hit the gas mm -hmm. and took off. And uh, we were doing pretty well. Um, but then there was uh, kind of a hard turn to the left. And I'd gone into the inside lane so I could make the turn. Mm -hmm. And as we made the turn, there's a car. Oh. And so I spin off to avoid getting the car, but that throws me off the road uh -huh. and spun into the several fences and such. Um, of course, that ended the chase. <laughs> uh, and then the cop pulled up and he arrested us both and <laughs> uh, took us took us to jail, uh, whereupon he called my dad uh -huh. 
to inform them that I was in the county jail. <laughs> so so that, uh, that was the end of my big adventure. Eventually, <laughs> my dad drove out to pick me up. <laughs> uh, that was very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, and we went home, and you know, that had uh, its aggravations for quite some time because since I was uninsured at the time, there was a lot of trouble paying for the damages to the car. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 16, I had a lot of problems getting insured because mm-hmm. nobody wanted to cover me. Yeah. So, so, and I ended up going back to school and dealing <laughs> with the problems I had. So. <laughs> So that's probably the most memorable story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like living in Chicago? Chicago was was fun. Um, it was it was a bustling kind of a city. We had, I mean, the neighborhood we were in was was um, very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the kind of place where you could bike around. We had a big uh, play yard and parking lot next to the building mm. uh, that we had, and we were only mm, maybe four blocks away from Lincoln Park, which mm. is a huge city park. And so we used to go down there and play all the time. There was uh, there was a gun club. Close by, uh, they used to. Sh- it was on the shoreline, and they used to shoot skeet. And mm. We used to go watch them mm. do that. And there were harbors with boats, and there was a Nike missile installation mm. that was part of the Cold War defense strategies. Mm-hmm. So there were these missiles, that would, and they test them every week, and they mm. test them up by the ground. Uh, we um, around the eighth grade, I transferred out of the public school mm-hmm. and went to a private school, Francis Parker, which was a terrific school. Um, and uh, I really loved my my time there. I had a lot of good friends. Um, it was a small school, so I got to play on the sports teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I played football. That's mm-hmm. not all I could do. Wasn't any good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a time where it was, you know, it, the city felt relatively safe. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to go down. I had allergies as a kid, and I was getting shots every week. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to. Uh, take the bus downtown, mm-hmm. which I could do, um, and I was 10, mm. and you know, they were comfortable once I learned how to do the bus, sitting mm-hmm. downtown and coming back. Mm. Um, Dad's office was downtown, so I could sometimes I'd visit him there. Um, we had a pretty nice life. Uh, Mom and Dad belonged to a country club, mm-hmm. so summers uh, we could play golf, 
tennis, lots of swimming mm -hmm. up there, and then they uh, they also had uh, membership at an in town club mm -hmm. um, where I used to go for. I think I took karate there for a while, or judo. Maybe it was judo. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandfather ended up living there after uh, his wife died, my grandmother. Mm. Uh, so I'd see him there. Um, yeah, it was it was a very nice life. Good. Um, how did you meet Graham? Uh, well, I had gone to school in Colorado. I went to the University of Denver mm -hmm. for, um, I headed out there to get my undergraduate degree in business. And uh, then after that, uh, it was in the middle of the Vietnam War, so I really wanted to continue going to school rather than getting drafted. Mm -hmm. um, so I continued studying. Uh, to get my master's degree, uh, Master of Business Administration. When I graduated with my master's degree, it was kind of in the bottom of a job slump. Mm. So nobody was hiring in Denver in particular. It was very hard to get. It was an oil slump at the same time, and a lot of the businesses there were involved in gas and oil. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I really wanted to stay in Denver because I thought it was just a great place. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't anxious to go back to live with mom and dad in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so I ended up um, getting an interview with a guy from Walgreens. And uh, I got a job as a management trainee. Hmm. It was not a very glorious job for somebody who had just graduated with a master's degree. Mm -hmm. And uh, Walgreens was uh, had just kind of sad reputation. The stores were were dirty and dingy. And, mm -hmm. So when I called to tell mom and dad that I got my job at Walgreens, they were not terribly excited. <laughs> um, nonetheless, um, I started working with Walgreens, and they um, they had me assigned with a fellow. Um, who went from store to store trying to help clean up mm -hmm. problems. And, and so I worked with, uh, with him for a while. And then um, they sent me down to Colorado Springs, where they were opening a new store in a shopping center called Citadel. Mm -hmm. And um, so we were building the store from scratch getting in the initial stock and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Graham signed down to the store crew as a clerk. Mm. So in truth, Graham and I met in the toothbrush section <laughs> of the Walgreens store at the Citadel. And she was on her way. She had come to live with Aunt Glenda for a while. Mm -hmm. And then she wanted to earn some money because she was going to Spain to study under the Maharishi. Hmm. 
Maharishi Mahesh Yoga. Because um, he, the transcendental meditation was big at the time, and he was the main guru. Hmm. So she wanted to go to study with him. And um, there it was. We, we met and fell in love. Hmm. Uh, we couldn't date under Walgreen policy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we were hide, trying to hide it from everybody. Hmm. But that didn't work very well. So mm-hmm. People found out that we were dating. And the store manager, who happened to be a bishop in the Mormon church, mm-hmm. um, said to us, well, he said to me, Jim, if you ever want to make an honest woman out of she would just give me a call. Hmm. So, um, at that point, I had been promoted to um, a new position um, that was based out of the the corporate office in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back to Chicago for training. And I was going to take Sheila with me. And we were going to stay at mom and dad's. Mm -hmm. But since we weren't married, it would have been inappropriate for us to share a room. Mm -hmm. So we decided we'd get married before we got to Chicago. Hmm. So that wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we called Mr. Smith, the store manager, and asked if he would marry us. And the wedding was held at the cosmetician's apartment, hmm. not terribly far from the store. And our friend Maurice, who was working as the other assistant manager at the time, was my best man, hmm. and Mr. Smith officiated, and a very small wedding. And we went out for Chinese food afterwards. Hmm. So that's the story of how I met Graham. Okay, thank you for letting me interview you. Oh, my pleasure. Hmm. I hope that gives you enough information. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. You're welcome.